Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. Things are changing from a third or fourth dimensional world to something different. We're expanding our world from duality to a world where we are back to all one, and we're interested in new ways to create peace within ourselves and with others. Ascension means different things to different folks, but there are similar stories, and more energy is available to us to raise our vibration. We've noticed that we can connect with spirit faster, move energy around quicker, and time is speeding up. The way we use words is changing, carrying new vibrations, and the way we interpret events is expanding. We're letting go of old ways of thinking and beliefs that do not serve us anymore, and we're asking different questions of ourselves and our world. The way we define love is getting bigger, and there are always bigger, brighter ways to surf. So grab your boards. We have two guest star surfers today, Jeff Brown from Canada and Lindy Cowling from the UK. You might have heard of Jeff Brown from the film Carmageddon about Jeff's connection to the guru and Kirtan legend Bhagavan Das. Jeff is the author of Soul Shaping, A Journey of Self-Creation, and his latest book is called Ascending with Both Feet on the Ground. Jeff studies bioenergetics and has a master's in psych from the Saybrook Graduate School in San Francisco. He founded the Open Heart Gang, known for random acts of hugging, and he's working on his next two books, a book that gets into the spiritual model at the heart of his work, and a higher consciousness love story. And you can find out more at soulshaping.com and his latest movement, loveitforward.net. And also joining us in the surf today is Lindy Cowling, who has surfed these waves with me before. She's a medium, clairvoyant, healer, hypnotherapist, and has been speaking about twin flames here on Surfing the Psychic Waves. And you can find out more about Lindy at lindycowling.co.uk. So today, as you may have guessed, we're talking about ascension and love. And astrologically speaking, we have Neptune in Pisces, Chiron in Pisces, Jupiter in Cancer, and Saturn in Scorpio. All water signs and a few other planets and asteroids pointing to our love situation, whatever that is. And so, let's write the ways of our new ascension, psychic, or spiritual spaces together and share our stories. So welcome, Lydia Jaffe. Hello. 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 Hello, Christine. Good to be here with you. So glad you guys are here. I would love to start off with Jeff um, and let Lindy jump in here about what are you experiencing with these ascension waves and what do you think about 2013 as it wraps up? Ascension waves, I don't really experience them very much. You know, I mean, you know, I hear a lot about the radical shift, and, um, but I, my experience has been much more incremental. You know, I, I don't um, I don't feel like there's a radical shift. I, I mean, I, I think that the mainstream is inquiring. They're dipping their toe into the inquiry a tiny bit more, and I think that's meaningful and significant. But I really I see ultimate change in really long long term long terms. You know, for me, growers are inchworms, and so are cultures. And so I'm, I'm not experiencing. I'm hearing a lot about it. I'm just not having a real palpable experience of it. I must admit, I mean, I'll, I'll leap in there as well as that um, for me and also talking to you in previous programs, Christina, it seems to have been a it's been a build up, hasn't it, over the last few years. And this seems to be a continuation of that rather than it just suddenly starting now. And it, and I also agree that it's a continuation that's going on through this year and, and it's just continuing on up now. So it just seems that maybe certain elements of the mainstream of just almost like cottoned onto it, realized it at this point. And so for some people, maybe it seems like it's just kicking off now when in fact it's been, 
It's been rumbling on for a while now, just different stages of it, I think. So what about this loveitforward.net? Love It Forward's a move that, you know, I had my first edition of Soul Shipping, I, I had chosen to self-publish that book, and I had a homeless guy in Toronto named Slim. He sold, a, you know, I think a couple of thousand copies on a street corner over a three or four month period. And so I always had the idea that I would create a worldwide system that really, you know, like a new economic paradigm of relatedness that really brought people who were on the outside back into the framework. And so Love It Forward is that. It's an opportunity. First of all, we'll have people on a grassroots level selling products, including homeless people. People will send out affiliate links to their lists and make money from it as well for all the sales that come into the system. And uh, and some portion of the money, apart from benefiting those who are selling the products, will go back into the movement and focused on a cause and action. So we always have one love and action cause. So the first one is up on the site now. We're just going to launch later in the weekend. It's two kids in Buffalo, these two wonderful uh, kids that grew up in really difficult circumstances in the neighborhoods. And and one of them, David, has created this little adorable little makeshift recording studio in his apartment. He pulled himself out of his circumstances, and all the kids come and rap with him. And they stay out of trouble. So our first focus is is getting more recording equipment for this 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 guy, David, so he can uh, create a more active hub environment in his community. And so that's Love It Forward, and it's uh, – you know, we're just we're just getting launched and just got a wonderfully significant donation yesterday. So things are starting to unfold beautifully. I think that's wonderful, and I think also, you know, in the UK, it seems to be any any kind of project that's involved in where you're coming from that that um, element of from the heart and where it's it's very expansive and you're trying to get it out into the community. Um, these seem to be the things that are really starting to fly and really start to take off. And in um, almost in some mirroring over in the UK here, literally in the last uh, three days, I've just been involved to be uh, asked to be involved with an organisation called Truth Juice, uh, which is big, becoming very big over here, which is all about getting speakers out there of um, nationally and internationally, anyone that's coming from the heart and giving out that vibration of truth um, on every aspect, nice. health, um, you know, blowing some of the so-called conspiracy stuff out of the water, spirituality, anything that comes from just that space of authenticity. Because as we, as we know, and I, and I know, you know, that Christina but, and Jeff, you know, I know, you know, the same thing, you're coming, singing from the same hymn sheet, is that when you come from that space of authenticity, pe- it can't be faked. People can feel it. And that's the yeah. kind of vibration that touches right. people's hearts and starts things flying so it's the same thing that's happening over here you know it's opening up very quickly and it's like when you come from that space it's like striking a match and lighting a piece of paper it's really really flying now and it's you know it's terribly exciting to be um to be seeing it in others but also be kind of involved in that as well it's great yeah nice i mean i do think i mean in terms of the shift the shift some shift i really do get the sense that authenticity really is a happening experience now for people that it's becoming a priority to interact from a place that's more genuine now the survivalist culture the economic system all of that is set up around something inauthentic just about survival basically put on whatever mask or adaptation you have to, to get through the day so we have a problem because we're, the system is not yet adapted to the shift in the paradigm but I do sense mm-hmm. that very much in people that when I, I have, I've owned a window business for over 20 years that allows me to make my living so I can write these crazy books. And 
it's amazing to me how I used to be able to sell. In the old days, we sold with with shtick and hustle and all this stuff, and none of that works anymore. They're not interested. You just tell them what what it is, and they decide whether they believe you. It's that simple, right? It's interesting. Yeah, and I found that I I know again I found the same thing because it's the again you use the word simple, and that's the simplicity that that is that purity that's coming from the heart again, isn't it? It's yeah. everything is really really going back to basics, and it it's making me laugh here because um. I'm smiling away here and I'm trying I'm trying desperately not to go down this route with you, but I can't help it. From the, the background I'm from, um, because I'm so much into frequency and vibration and so much of the heart, but also because my mediumistic and clairvoyant skills, I know having not even spoken to you since before five minutes ago, I know very much from where you're coming from, um, very much where you've been, very much where you're going which is why I resonate with you so much because there are very huge similarities between our experiences, even though we've never actually met before this moment. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's very exciting for me to actually link up with somebody that, um, how can I put this, is uh, I'll use the words that come into my head, almost like a male count- counterpart that is coming coming. Um, from the opposite end of the spectrum that has been through similar experiences but tackling the same kind of thing so I think it's a and and for me in my life you know I've been I often use my experiences on air because that's the only that's the only way you can have that authenticity you have to say you know where you're coming from and be honest about it and I've been um, certainly in my life pushed pushed into the survival mode hugely on every scale you know on it there's nothing left that could have been taken away from me at this point it's when everything is stripped back like that that you're driven to go inward, and that's really when you when you really hit the heights of that purity and that simplicity, and you know when everything else is is taken away uh, physically. You know that's the old saying. You know that's when the phoenix rises from the ashes. You had a, almost like a decision, like we all do, you know. And I had that decision too. You know, do you allow your heart to shut down over that, or do you do you allow it to open even more as a result of that experience? And I I think that is absolutely outstanding you know in the work that you do and um you know you can hear my voice I, I get quite emotional about it because it's touching my heart and that and I know it will touch the hearts of thousands you know perhaps perhaps millions because that is what opens people up and you can only do that if you've experienced it you know you can't you can't do that or even write it unless you've lived it that's the word authenticity again so I think you know I think it's a I think it's great, and I'm so pleased to connect with you in this way, and you know, um, through Christina here, because I think it's, I think it's great, and I can, you know, I'm laughing here because I can see, I can see that this is going to spread much further than this interview, you know, and there's a certain magic about it, which is, which is wonderful. I mean, I think that decision, you know, that's the decision, that's the moment-to-moment decision as to how, mm-hmm. how, how much we're going to live from the open heart. You know, there's a lot of um, ungrounded spiritual teachings out there that will encourage us to believe that, in fact, the movement away from the heart is the movement towards a spiritual life. So we witness the pain body on the other side of the room or something, and we call that uh, expanded consciousness. But my experience has been that the only way that I became present in a spiritual sense was by moving through and opening my heart. And, you know, as, my, as tempting as it is in this painful and difficult world, this mad world, to keep the heart open. Um, and of course, we have to be boundaried about who we let in and all the rest of that. But really, that's the decision, which is how 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 are you going to know presence if your heart is not open? And 
we want to know presence. Many men want to know presence, you know, in the, the male head tripping format of presence, which is that you witness things from from afar. And the feminine understands that you can't really be here if you're not moving from an open heart. And as much as I resisted that for many years, as many male warriors do, I eventually came to <laughs> accept that that really is the only path, and that that's the really the courageous path, and that that's the real path of in heart and presence. And especially men at this time, you know, that have experience what you've experienced and be willing enough to share from your heart that experience because I, I know it's, it's, it's an amazing act of service actually to, to humanity and I think, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing and when, you, when, you're, when you're doing what you're doing, I have to say that vibration is unstoppable. That, that vibration where you're coming from is unstoppable. So, so I'd like to ask uh, both of you, what has it been like, your experience recently working with clients, and are you noticing that folks are bringing it back to the authenticity piece, or is it about relationships right now for them and showing up and being present? How are they finding their heart space? I'm doing a lot of work around what I call sacred purpose, you know, and which is really trying to figure out why they're here. And uh, of course, we can't. And I include in that, you know, not just callings, not just noisy callings and great attempts to change the world and all the rest of that, but also really the unresolved emotional material. Because to me, I make no distinction between the emotional and the spiritual life. I said in soul shaping, repressed emotions are unactualized spiritual lessons. So. What ends up happening inevitably with most people that I work with, we end up going back to the unresolved emotional material as part of their spiritual expansion, and also because that material seems to be in the way of them clarifying what their path and purpose is. You can't figure out what your path and purpose is if you're riddled with shame, because you just don't even believe you're entitled to have a path or a purpose. So mostly that's what I'm working on, not so much on relationship stuff. I mean, that just doesn't come my way so much in session work. The focus is a lot more on sacred purpose, and I work a lot with the feminine um, around healing wounds, around their connection of prior experiences with the masculine. Not so much women who are in relationship now, but who were in relationship. And I wrote a piece called The Apologies to the Divine Feminine that went quite viral in 2010, and I'm working on a course now called Healing Your Relationship with the Sacred Masculine for Women. It'll be a download course, and, and they're all a lot of my people are aware of that, and I've read the apologies. So that I do a lot of work on with is just trying to bridge this one horrid generation gap. You know, gender is the great sacred battlefield, and I don't think until we resolve that that particular battlefield, we're going to resolve any of the others. I mean, I would I would agree again with a lot of what Jeff said there because I've found through my own personal experience for me, but also with clients and collectively, that the greatest um, sticking point, the greatest challenge, but the greatest connection between spiritual growth and um, blocks and everything else is in the emotional and etheric body, pain body. Uh, which is where also where the old programs, the old template is, but that's the stuff that we all, you know, individually and collectively, um, you know, are needing the help with and extra help with. And it makes me again smile when Jeff's talking because for me, there's, I'm, you know, for me, I have seen elements of a world gone mad at the moment where people are, there's no middle ground. They're going left, they're going right, they're choosing this going from the heart and through the, through this authenticity or they're turning the other way um 
you know, more into the head and more into the ego or more into the pain body through confusion, fear, through personal choice sometimes, soul choice. Is I seem to mainly work now with more males and seem to affect more males than females, whereas Jeff is, you know, working on both sides, but also on the feminine side of it there. I seem to be working more on the masculine side of it. We're coming, we're coming from different angles, but <laughs> different polarities here, but the same kind of thing. So, which is great. It's great. One of the things I found on the, on your website, Jeff, about being a warrior or a warrior. <laughs> a warrior. Oh. And your play on words. But there's something about that that I think both genders have about the worrying versus being brave or standing up for the truth, whatever that is in, in that moment, and then coming snapping back like a rubber band <laughs> into that worrying space because I think that's almost easier. We're good at it now. Well, you know, it, we're living in a survivalist world. I mean, to me, we're at the very beginning of a bridge crossing from survivalism to authenticity as our orienting principle. So forever prior to this time, most people asked, when they asked or asked who they were, the answer to the question was, whatever puts food on the table, whatever keeps me alive in this bad world. We're not really yet embodying a world where the answer to the question is sacred purpose or, you know, something I'm here to become. And my soul's journey, the next step on my soul's journey towards wholeness. I mean, this is not... So that we're just inquiring into that now, and and most of the world is still oriented around survivalism. So we should worry because it's still an insanely crazy, scary place for most people on the planet, and it's the carry forward of the of the ancestral experience. But it's also very much many people's experience. I mean, most of us have things to worry about, and unfortunately, it goes too far. And you know, Bhagavan Das had a saying, and I don't know if it was his; it probably wasn't his, but. His saying was, uh, "Worrying is praying for what you don't want." Which I always yeah. thought was really quite true. We we draw so much mm. attention to the thing we're worried about that quite often it begins to happen and all of that. But uh, you know, shifting from that to, and I live in both places very strongly. I have anxiety for sure, and the more I do in the world, and the more people come into my world to support my writing the more my exposure issues are up for me. You know, I have a lot of, I mean, I summon the perfect path to try to work through that issue. Association, <laughs> I assume that if I'm, if I'm visible, I'm going to be attacked. It's just an absolute <laughs> assumption. And um, so far, you know, other than a few of those attacks, I've been met with profound degrees and waves of support, which is just really wonderful and healing for me you know, on so many different levels. But, you know, I shift back and forth between anxiety and then this part of me that says, the anxiety and just like get back into your focus and push your way through things. I'm real good at that. But for most of us, if you slow people down enough and you get them off the coffee and off of the distracting lifestyle and all the rest of it, and they sit quietly in their own hearts, what they come to is the is the worry body. I mean, it's really true for most of humanity. We're we're a long way, I think, from shedding that one. Yeah, and I would agree. And and again, I'm laughing because for. It's so great to hear again from the, from you and a male perspective on this because it's it's been so much. I've heard this from so many females here, but also for me as well. And I've had to go through years of of quite quite a very painful illness actually, which presented as a lot of pain to, and only just coming out the other side of that now. Um, and a lot of that was to do with fear and fear of standing in my power and fear of standing up there. And again, it's an irony because I'm 
<laughs> constantly, constantly choosing and being thrust into into the spotlight um, to do this. And again, obviously, you know, like on a, on a soul level, I chose that, um, you know, and chose to face that one. But part of our role is to stand up there, write it, sit up there, you know, broadcast whatever from that place of absolute total vulnerability where you could only put that vibration out if you had experienced it if you had gone through it and that seems to be a catalyst for opening up other people as I have seen some of the amazing writing that you you've done and that you're doing in your new book to to come out as well and and I can tell you now as one that's experienced it but reading that is a catalyst for opening people up reading what you've written because you lived it and that comes out in every word of what you've written there which is just profoundly beautiful actually profoundly beautiful uh, but yeah, in the end you just have to be what you are and that's actually you know the most yeah. joyous state to be in yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, well sometimes i mean I, absolutely yeah i mean uh, it, it, sometimes you just we just don't have a choice i mean but to reach the stage of no choice you really have to have made that choice a whole lot yeah. of times along the way it, you know, I don't. That's why I'm, I'm opposed to the idea of radical shifts, because I believe in incremental work. I mean, I've never found it any other way. I've seen what the law of attraction did to people's lives—the delusional belief that it was all going to change if they asked the universe for what they wanted. Well, you know, for some people that's true, and for many people, everything fell apart. They sold the house, they sold the car, they sold everything because they were going to become famous yoga instructors in, in Maui, and they moved to Maui, and right now they're living in on the beach claiming to be enlightened. So, you know, it's like, I, I think we, it's better if we work in increments that we can sustain and, and integrate because integration of change is important to sustainability. If there's no integration, there's no sustainability. And it just becomes a concept or an idea or something very noisy. And we have to work on all levels and we have to work over time. And, and then we reach a place where we feel more at peace with path. And it doesn't mean life is going to be blissful every minute of every day it's just not life life is you know it's about moving back in the direction of wholeness or enrollment or inclusivity moving in the direction of everything and you know that's what i found on my path and i'm more at peace with my path i know what i'm here to do and i know i wake up and i'm focused on that and and i don't have that wondering about whether i'm stepping on the right path or the wrong it's all gone for me but that doesn't mean being on my path is easy i'm still in a human body i'm still dealing with the madness of the world and still dealing with all those projections that come up in social media and how I feel about them and all of that, you know, you know, we just, we just keep going a little closer every day, hopefully to what feels like home, but you know, it's not always going to be comfortable. Absolutely. And I, and I found the same that the, the, the most challenging thing is, is the, because it's so easy when you're into all this side of it and the metaphysical side of it and the spirituality to get, to be all up involved in that and forget that you're in a human body you, you are you're supposed to be the embodiment of it you're living you, you still have human plenty of human emotions human experiences like you say a lot of also outside in you know interference and not always certain elements of the world are geared positively towards you standing in your power or going into your heart and you know so there are lots of different elements here but I would absolutely agree that and, you know, that's something that I did forget um, to a certain point until the last few years really along the way that, you know, actually I'm in a human body. I, I really did neglect my human body and it let me know about it. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I may be a spiritual being. I may be, you know, able to access this, that and the other. But at the end of the day, I'm still a human being and it's the embodiment and the, the inclusivity, you know, that all of it is inclusive. There's no separation, you know, that you're within this, this unit, this body, this soul, this spirit, you know, coming through the heart. And that's the biggest challenge we have here right now because we may have gone into this higher energy, but we're still, you know, your human senses and your mind would still, you still sell you, but the rent has to be paid. The mortgage has to be paid. You know, I still feel like crap today. And this person, you know, other people around me are going mad. You know, this, you still have to live in it. And that's the biggest challenge of all, you know, but, um, and it can't be done overnight. And I haven't, I have to have the same experience with you. I didn't find that it was a sudden massive thing overnight. It's been a series of steps. It's still a series of steps, like stepping stones, you know. I don't think humanity is equipped to to go overnight, you know, through filtering through a 60 watt light bulb to suddenly a thousand watts. It's not possible. It blows the circuits. It's a series of incremental changes really you know so i would absolutely and and the big mistake is suggesting for one moment that spirituality and humanity aren't the exact same thing this idea that our spirituality that real spirituality lives at a higher plane outside of our human experience is the big lie yeah Mm -hmm. there is no distinction between humanity and spirituality and you know that lie is sold to people who want to leave from people who want to leave their bodies to people who want to leave their bodies. So you have to work through the pain body, not simply because it's in the way, but because it is living at the heart of your spiritual experience. It is intrinsic to your spiritual experience. All of this is part of that. And you don't go up to get spiritual. You go down. You've got to go down. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to descend to ascend. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and once you descend and you feel comfortable in your descension, you really don't want to ascend anymore. You know, there's a difference between ascension that's motivated by the desire to get out of this painful life, which is what most of what spiritual people are talking about, is let's yeah. get the hell out of here, versus ascension that is an or, what I call ascending with both feet on the ground, that you have an organic movement from a healthy body self and a healthy developed self and a worked through psycho-emotional process to have a natural tendency then to move upwards in your consciousness that is to see things in a broader through a broader lens but this idea that you're then going to be floating out of this human form is the big lie you're just going to be more fully in the human form because you're going to be comfortable in your own body again that's real spirituality you're spirited you're spirited your body is vital and alive Alexander Lowens wrote brilliant books on bioenergetics, and anyone who talked to him about spirituality is something separate from the body. He absolutely identified that as a form of insanity. He said, that's just completely ridiculous. You enliven that as psycho-emotional form. You enliven that body. You get the fluidity moving through you. That is the most spirited you will ever become. Absolutely, and absolutely. I say more or less the same thing over this side of the pond, and ascension is not going out anywhere but ascension is actually going inwards and seeing through the true eyes of the heart actually it's seeing through a higher lens if you like well, how, higher how vibration. If, maybe we could get rid of higher and say just truer yeah the truth Being through yeah. a truer vibration yeah absolutely. i'm much more I'm much more comfortable with that you know yeah that absolutely like yeah, absolutely. So you're seeing through a lens that reveals the truth of who you are and the truth yeah. of your experience yeah. and embodiment. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
That's it. Yeah. Higher, higher, higher screws everything. Hi, I mean, higher is the mass. You know, that languaging is the disembodied masculine meditation warrior trip. We're yeah. going to sit in this cave, disconnect <laughs> from humanity because God knows we're not going to find expansion with humanity. And yeah. they're going to feed us milk for 20 years and we're going to sit and purify and purify and purify until we're up above the human fray. That's yeah. the man trip. That's the thing that's been making women crazy forever. They can't talk <laughs> to the dudes because the dudes think that talking to other people is a sub-spiritual experience. Yeah. <laughs> the wisdom of the feminine, so the wisdom of the feminine is understanding that the real path is not the path of enlightenment. It's the path of enrealment, that in fact it's a horizontal path and that we expand in relation to something outside of ourselves as well. It's not just a lone wolf meditation warrior in the cave being fed milk for 20 years until he purifies his consciousness and he's above the fray. There's no above the fray. You can't get out of here. You can kill yourself, and you're, then you're going somewhere. I have no idea where you're going, but, but that's really it. You can't get out of here. Really, the feminine is the courageous one because they understand you've got to keep opening that heart and suffering and the frustration of dealing with humanity and weeping and grieving and raging and crying and talking to your friends and then reopening your heart again. That's the real path. And I say amen to that, brother. Amen to that because I would so agree with that because I, you know, uh, the spirituality stuff over this side, there's a huge, um, I'm going to use the word backlash against suffering actually. And I've, I've noticed that also in my personal experience, but also in my work that there's a, I think it's because of, there's a fear of suffering, but also a fear of actually embracing the shadow or the darkness within yourself, but seeing it worldwide and seeing it in others. And my experience has been for want of use of, I have to use the language I've got, but it's it's been, I, I guess we would know it's the dark night of the soul thing. You know, I had to go through a very long, deep, dark period of that. And uh, people, people, you know, the the it's interesting people's reaction to that. I think most people are afraid of that and don't want to, go there right. but also there's there's also the flip side of that is that is almost perceived in spirituality as being a almost like a weakness that you you brought kind of brought it on yourself and it, you know you, you brought that experience in and there's maybe there's elements of truth in that on the on the level of the soul that you kind of choose some experience on that but i i truly believe and i wouldn't know if i hadn't experienced it that you have to visit visit should i say some of these places and have some of these experiences again to expand kind of out of the other side of it um right. i truly right. believe that right you know on. you have to see it and live it you know and come through the other side of that all right so you guys that was great so i'd love to get your website again jeff um soul shaping the soul and uh, also love it forward.net and also karma get in the movie.com which is great i loved it it's, i loved it's it insane. it's radical it's yeah Good use of radical there. And um <laughs> and Lindy, uh folks can find you. Yeah, www.lindycowling.co.uk. Yeah. So well, thanks there. so much. Uh we just sort of started to break new ground. We're gonna let this percolate for a little bit uh until I have you guys back on sir for the psychic waves again. Thanks so much. So thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you.